Morning prayer begins on page three of the prayer book. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Continuing on the bottom of page seven. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord is glorious in his saints. O come, let us adore him. Together, the Venite, on page 9. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 1 on page 345. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the water side, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and look, whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Psalm 15 on page 357. Lord, who shall dwell in thy tabernacle, or who shall rest upon thy holy hill? Even he that leadeth an uncorrupt life, and doeth the thing which is right, and speaketh the truth from his heart. He that hath used no deceit in his tongue, nor done evil to his neighbor, and hath not slandered his neighbor. He that setteth not by himself, but is lowly in his own eyes, and maketh much of them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth unto his neighbor, and disappointeth them not, though it were to his own hindrance. He that hath not given his money upon usury, nor taken reward against the innocent. Whoso doeth these things shall never fail. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eleventh verse of the twelfth, oops, of the twelfth, twenty-ninth chapter of the book of Job. When the ear heard, then it blessed me, and when the eye saw, then it approved me, because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless, and the one who had no helper. The blessing of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and I searched out the case that I did not know. Here endeth the first lesson. Together to Dam Ladamos on page 10. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son. Also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hast overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Vouchsafe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, that thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here beginneth the 25th verse of the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation, 
and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Jubilate Deo on page 15. O be joyful in the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Be sure that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. O go your way into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and speak good of his name. For the Lord is gracious, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth from generation to generation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God Almighty, who didst endue thy holy apostle Barnabas, with singular gifts of the Holy Ghost. Leave us not, we beseech thee, destitute of thy manifold gifts, nor yet of grace to use them always to thy honor and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because of the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do no good thing without thee. 
grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Today is uh, the Feast of St. Barnabas. Throughout the Trinity season, we have various saints that appear on the calendar, and they're always a, a calendar day rather than a Sunday. So sometimes June 11th will fall on Sunday, sometimes on another day. And in the tables of precedence in the prayer book, a saint's day will take precedence over um, an ordinary Sunday. It wouldn't supplant a, a day like an Easter or something like that. So what we do when we have a saint's day fall on a Sunday is we celebrate the saint and we commemorate uh, the ordinary Sunday. So today is the first Sunday after Trinity, but St. Barnabas takes precedence. So we'll read his lessons, both in morning prayer and at the Eucharist. And then you commemorate Trinity with a collect after the, the Barnabas collect. Um, Barnabas is uh, uh, notable in, a, in, a, couple, in a, a couple of different stories, significant stories in the New Testament. He firstly is called an apostle by St. Paul, even though clearly he's not one of the 12 apostles, but he was considered one who, who shared in the work. So the prayer book calls him St. Barnabas the Apostle, which bears witness to the fact that the New Testament calls more people apostles than just the 12. So, for example, St. Paul is also an apostle, but he's not one of the 12 apostles. Um, so there's a kind of a distinction there. Um, he is notable in the story of the early church in, in Acts 5, where he comes and gives a, a gift of pro a property to the church. Uh, and he's shown as being, you know, and, and he that's the prelude to the gift of Ananias and Sapphira, who gave... Uh, dishonestly, you know, sold and pretended like they're giving something and, and didn't give it in the right way and uh, it didn't have a good result for them. Uh, but so Barnabas is shown there as one who is generous. Um, in the story of, of Paul in the New Testament, Saul, who becomes St. Paul, um, when Paul went through his conversion, nobody really wanted in the church to, to trust him because he was running around arresting people and beating them up. And it was Barnabas who um, spoke on, on Paul's behalf uh, and, and got him uh, connected to the church and had people be less afraid of him. So he's kind of an ambassador in that way. Later on, he's part of a, a dispute with Paul because there was a, a Mark who went with them on the missionary journeys but, but bailed on one journey. <clears throat> um, Barnabas wanted to take Mark along, and Paul didn't want to take him because he'd bailed before. So they separated uh, and went different ways, and, and, and so there's a little dispute. But we get later on in, in St. Paul's epistles that there was a reconciliation with, uh, with Mark. So, But Barnabas is shown there to be someone who um, 
you know, he's he's kind of an encourager. He speaks for the for Paul. He he brings him into the church, and even Mark, who probably had a bad season, you know, spoke for him to get him to bring him back into ministry. So he's kind of someone who's seen as 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 an, as as an encourage encourager. And at church St. Matthew's, we we named our pavilion the St. Barnabas Pavilion because he's the one who extends the right hand to fellowship to. St. Paul when others wouldn't. So it's the place where we extend the right hand to fellowship to have people come in and, and be with us. And the, the lesson for Barnabas really or, um, orient around the theme of, you know, he's called a, a, in one part of the Bible, a, a, a good man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. And so our lessons sort of highlight the, the, um, you know, the sort of the fruitfulness of virtue when, when we do the things God calls us to do, um, it it um, produces good things. That's like the Psalm 1, you know, he, he'd be like a tree planted by the waterside will bring forth this fruit in due season. This is the idea of someone who just does the things God calls him or her to do. And then over the course of time, his life becomes fruitful. And that that's a good you know, just sort of a reminder to ordinary faithfulness. Sometimes in the Christian life, we're we're wanting something spectacular and have some great visible result. But the the real fruitfulness of the Christian life is faithfulness, ordinary faithfulness in prayer, in giving, in service that that produces fruit and then also sustains us in us the gift of eternal life that has its ultimate fruit in the resurrection. We did have that one, we had that problematic verse in our second lesson uh, uh, where Jesus says, if you don't hate your, uh, you know, sort of relatives uh, for my sake, uh, you, you, you can't be my disciple. But a lot of people, you know, he told us to hate somebody, but you just have to understand the language. It's pretty clear what Jesus means is that um, if in following Jesus, some other family tie looms more important for you or becomes more important for you so that you will um, do what your family wants rather than doing what God wants, you can't be his disciple. Ultimately, following Jesus will lead us to a choice of allegiance. And it was particularly significant in the first century, we should note that the becoming a disciple of, of becoming a Christian separated you from the Jewish community. And um, there was a great pressure to uh, you know, to, to not do that. And so to to um, be a first century disciple, you were often choosing between Jesus and your family and, and even participation in the economic uh, economics of, of the culture. So there was a cost to it. And that's a good thing for us to remember, because, um, you know, we're we're in a, we've been we're really moving out of the idea of being a Christian culture. But. Christians have been used to being at home in it, and they haven't always had to make those decisions where you say, well, if I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to have to maybe separate from some of the things that other people want me to do or that would make it easier for me in the world. And I think it's really important. I think one of the problems with the church over the last generation and a half is that it, it became too, in the West, it became too comfortable of, of that sort of um you know, being in, being comfortable in the world and being a friend in the world, with the world. And we're at a time now where, where the witness of the church depends upon us being, being separate and, and making sure that the, the, the duties of faith, of worship, of prayer, of, 
of, of obedience take precedence of what the world calls us to do and being willing to say no to to hate to metaphorically hate it doesn't he doesn't mean when he says hate like viscerally angry and wishing them evil it means you know not being willing to be pulled away from our devotion to Christ and, and what is right um, and it's a time where I witness uh, uh, demands that of us, and, and St. Barnabas gives us a good example of that to follow. So we'll uh, finish morning prayer with uh, the prayer of St. Chrysostom on page 20. Let us pray. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and has promised that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a blessed St. Barnabas Day. Hope to see somebody at church a little later. Thank you. Peace. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.